Good morning, Jenna. How are you? Good morning, Bob and Katie. How are you guys? We're, we're, we're great. You ready to teach us something new here on the Pensacola Expert Panel, Bob Burgie? Yes, something new. <laughs> All right. Something exciting. I know we're uh, going to talk some money, 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 yeah, retirement, retirement, gonna, retirement. We're going to talk about money. And back, really, you know, we had a couple of uh, requests for this topic. And it's nothing, it's it's really kind of something um, Katie and I uh, put together ourselves. We didn't find any real um, articles or literature on this, but uh, it's the retirement age milestones. And uh, that is something that has been requested a couple of times, most recently by our friend Tasca. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's just good, it's good information to know what ages um, trigger certain things, okay? Especially when it comes to retirement. Um, Katie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I didn't hear you answer, Jenna. Uh, I was, <laughs> I jumped in front of you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay, I tend to do that. I okay. I wanna I wanna do a couple of things before we get into our discussion. Sure. Okay. So a couple of housekeeping rules. Yes. Um, number one, no cussing. No, I'm just kidding, oh, Bob. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing you. Uh, no, actually, number one, we want to hear from you this morning. If you're tuning in, whether it's for retirement, estate planning, anything that has to do with finances, or just getting a step up in life, right. please, please just text in or call it doesn't have to be on subject i think that we had this discussion earlier when we were hanging out with mike wiggins where uh, sometimes individuals are nervous about texting in questions off topic do right. not be nervous it's national teacher day and bob you're a teacher when you come in here on the pensacola expert panel you're a teacher in your craft because you're helping people get a better grasp and learn something that they didn't know which helps them and it helps yeah. make their life better, right? Wow. So thank you for that. Thank oh, you for that. Yeah, yeah, welcome. we are teachers. I'll take and, my money later. And gosh, you know, we have one day to honor all of the teachers. Oh, man, That's, they, uh, they deserve a Oh, whole my gosh, they're, go they're, they're all going year. straight to heaven, aren't they? It's, I mean, They're what literally they doing do. the Lord's work. Yes, yes, I'm telling you. But so here's, also, here's to all the teachers. Thank you. Cheers and here's yes. to all the teachers. Our number here is 850-437-1620. If you'd like to text or call in this morning to News Radio 92.3, um, Bob is here to answer your questions. So is Katie. Right. Um, but Bob, before we jump in, what are some of the things that we're going to unpack today? Okay. The age milestones, uh, the retirement age milestones, and there's a lot of them. Um, and I'll, I'll throw a few of them out there. You know, let's let's just uh, give a sneak preview. It's age 50, 55, 59 and a half, 60, 62, 65, 67, age 70, and age 72. They all have profound meaning. And, and look, you know, 50 is not retirement age, right? It really isn't. But it's a, it's a trigger age for being able to do something. Um, uh, preparing for retirement but um, let's start with age 50 okay age 50 is very important in the retirement uh, in the retirement landscape the retirement area because that is the age where you can activate your catch-up contributions to your personal IRAs and or your qualified plans, meaning 401ks, 403bs, 
uh, your Roth 401ks and, you know, qualified plans where you're making a contribution. And Katie, let me flip it over to you. What are the uh, contributions, the catch-up contributions at age 50? I know you're not 50, but we know you're going to take advantage of these. Yeah, so at age 50, you can contribute up to 6,500 more to your your employer-sponsored plan. Right, right. And 1,000 more to your IRAs, right. your individual plans. And here's a great question, and, and it might be a question for one of our listeners or many of our listeners. Can you do a catch-up contribution to both? And the answer is yes. a resounding yes, you can. So... Uh, let's talk about the wisdom, the policy decisions for granting these catch-up contributions. And I think it boils down to one thing. People didn't save enough for retirement. So at age 50, they're granted a little bit of a, not, a, not necessarily a, rep- a reprieve, but they're granted a, an allowance where they can contribute more than those that are under age 50. And I think it's a great thing. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't mention some coming legislation. After all, we're teaching, right? Yeah. And this is news radio, right? Exactly. Okay. So You're the expert yeah. here on the Pensacola Expert So panel. we're all, you know, we've talked about the SECURE Act. The SECURE Act of 2020, uh, the SECURE Act that was um, made law in December of 2019 and became effective January 1st of 2020, had two huge changes. Um, and one isn't, you know, terribly huge, but the old RMD age, required minimum distribution age, went from 70 and a half to age 72. Okay, that's, you know, you're, you're giving people another year and a half before they have to, or the year that they turn 72, as opposed to the year that they turn 70 and a half to start to begin taking RMDs from their qualified or retirement plan money. Um, the other thing, and this was a huge change, was um, any beneficiary or inherited IRAs had that are non-spouse that were left to anyone other than um, a surviving spouse, with some exceptions. With some exceptions, and I'm talking about um, those with disabilities and, and minors. But if you left your IRA assets. Um, and, and your spouse is no longer with you or you're not married, but if you leave them to your children, they have to empty those accounts in 10 years. That's, that's pretty big, okay? Um, 10 years, pay the taxes, whereas before the 10-year rule and the SECURE Act of 2020, they could extend it out over their lifetime, okay? Those were the two big changes of the SECURE Act of 2020. Now what is out there, and it just passed in the House by a resounding vote of 415, excuse me, 414 to 5, um, the SECURE Act 2.0. The SECURE Act 2.0 is going to grant um, catch-up contributions going from the amount of 6,500 right now for those over age 50 to get this. Katie, do you know Do you know how much it is? Isn't it 10,000? 10,000. 10,000. And a lot of people don't know about this, and that's why we're bringing it to your attention today. But the $6,500 catch-up contribution to 401ks, 403bs, and of course, these are this is for uh, participants of these plans who have reached the age of 50 or over, is going, it looks like it's going from $6,500 per year to $10,000 per year. 
That's huge. That's a big jump. Um, my math says that's over a 50% jump. Right. Yeah, that's big. So um, also the SECURE Act 2.0, which probably will become law here in the year 2022, um, is also going to index for inflation the catch-up contributions across the board. And that's the 1000 now for traditional IRAs, Roth IRAs, and the 10000 that it will go to um, for the qualified, uh, the qualified plans, the 401ks, the 403bs, those sorts of things. But again, I, you know, we want to mention this because it has a lot to do with the big age 50 catch-up contribution. It actually gets better for those that haven't saved enough. Right, Katie? Right. And, and, and I guess the other thing that we need to mention about the uh, age 50 catch-up contribution is it applies to, you know, whether you're making contributions to your Roth or your traditional IRA or the Roth feature of your employer's qualified plan. So you can do it either way you want or a combination of both. Um, okay, gosh, we got one. We got the first milestone age done. Um, again, uh, listeners, uh, you're listening to Winning with Mainstay Financial. And I'm Bob Burgey. I'm, I'm the Senior Wealth Advisor here at Mainstay. I'm here with my daughter, Katie, who is also a Wealth Advisor here at Mainstay. And if you'd like to call or text during the show, the number is 850-437-1620. If you have any personal questions or you'd like to go over your own situation, you can always call our office at Mainstay at 850-437-3127. All right, Katie, what's the next milestone age? Age 55. Age 55. That's one that is not going to apply to everyone. But if you are age 55 and if you are working and you are participating in your employer's qualified plan, 401k, 403b, you know, you know what I'm talking about, an employer's retirement plan, and you leave your employer for any reason whatsoever, um, you can, you know, you can be fired you can, you can quit your job, you can be laid off, but for any reason whatsoever, you can actually take distributions from the qualified plan without paying a penalty. And, and that's very important. It, of course, it's not going to help you save for retirement, but let's say you um, unexpectedly lost your job and you needed to make it to the next job and you needed to pull money out. You can actually take money out at age 55 instead of age 59 and a half, which is the standard age of uh, permissible distributions, but you can take it out at 55. Real important, you can't take it out of an old 401k. You can't take it out of an old IRA. You, so if you worked for this employer, you're 55 years old or 56 years old, and you worked there six months and you contributed a couple thousand dollars and maybe had a matching contribution that you also vested in, that is all you have access to. You can't go back and tap into other employers or other uh, qualified plan monies. Uh, it has to be the one that you left the job at age 55 or, or older. Please don't confuse this with, with the, uh, Katie, what were we, we talking about? The other uh, way to get money out of an IRA without penalty or uh, out of uh, qualified plan uh, accounts without money. It's called uh, the, the substan yeah, 
substantially equal periodic payments. Thank you. SEPP, substantially equal periodic payments. That's a whole different thing. But uh, it's called the rule of 55. It's very simple. Uh, you, you leave your job for any reason and you're 55 years old or older, you can pull money out of your employer's qualified plan without paying a penalty. Boom. All right. That's 55. I must say that there is a rule of 50 that applies, and the same rules apply, but it's at age 50 for those that are serving as police officers, firefighters, and EMTs. They can go down to age 50 to, uh, to do something in between jobs and pulling money out without uh, paying a penalty, but of course paying the taxes if it's a traditional balance. All right. What is the next age, Katie? This is a big age. 59 and a half. And what is 59 and a half? That is when you can access your retirement savings. That's right. Without penalty. What I like to say is permissible. Permissible versus mandatory. We're not going to jump too far ahead, but what is the mandatory age? Um, Seven, yeah. Good right question. On. 72. <laughs> 72. Right. Yeah. She's holding up a two. Yeah. All right. So um, age 72, which is the new 70 and a half. And so let's not spend too much time on age 59 and a half, but that is the age, sort of the what I'd like to call the universal age of being able to tap into your retirement accounts and pull money out, pay the taxes, of course, if it's traditional balance, but you would have no penalty. And I like to share with our listeners, I remember the day that I turned 59 and a half. Okay, it's not my birthday because it's six months later. But uh, I was like, wow, I can pull money out of my IRAs. I can pull money out and I don't have to pay a penalty. It was kind of a, it was kind of a big, Jenna's looking at me like, <laughs> you what? You felt relief? You know what? It, I just felt empowered. Okay. okay? I felt I felt like, gosh, I can pull money out of this, and I don't have to pay a penalty. Mm. That's kind of nice. Now, I'm not going to, okay? <laughs> Did okay, you so ever? Don't get me wrong. So you should probably not. Is that what you're I'll saying? I'll be one of these. Yeah, yeah. And, hey, you know what? That reminds me of something else. Um, when we get to age 72, we'll talk about this, but the SECURE Act 2.0 also increases the age under law of uh, mandatory uh, what we call required minimum distributions, the RMDs. They increase to age 73, 74, and 75 over time. I don't have those dates in front of me, but I'm pretty confident that I will not be required to take money out of my IRAs at age 72. I think it's going to be an age north of that. And uh, we'll share that when we get to, to age 72. Um, that, again, is part of the uh, Secure Act 2.0. Do you say 2.0 or 2.0? 2.0. 2.0. Okay. 2.0. It's not an O. It's a zero. <laughs> zero just sounds negative. Uh, yeah, okay. Okay. Point, yeah. 2. Okay. Get it? <laughs> 2. Point okay. You're welcome. All right. Hey, All right. I have a question real quick. Yes. Um, really? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, if you can backtrack to sharing the best age to begin saving for retirement uh, and then i have a couple of follow-up questions so i'll go ahead and uh, let uh, you answer that yeah. for me <laughs> okay katie What's the best age? Uh, you, that's a you know look you Katie, guys you're young i am i am double your all's age okay 
You two need to answer this, and let me sit back and laugh. When do you need to start saving for retirement? Um, at like five. <laughs> Like that too. Jenna, is now for my retirement. You're working me now. Okay, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Age five. I'm trying kin- to be ahead of the game. Kindergarten. That's right. Piggy bank. Yeah, I, I know what you well, mean. Well, I'm asking because when I went to um, private school, I was blessed with parents and grandparents who worked super hard together to send me to private school. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we had to take in order to graduate was an accounting class and a money. Uh, not money management, yeah, personal but like finance. basic yeah. personal finance. But wow. nothing in it was about retirement planning, oh. savings. They said like they did some savings and why you need to have like a certain amount in savings. Right. But I'm saying that because as a 16 year old kid who's probably working, you know, let's say at McDonald's. Right. Right. Um, they should have some savings put aside that you just have that savings account you don't touch and start teaching the the method of savings and what it can do for you later on in life and not having this YOLO mindset that I feel like has been, you know, kind of at the forefront of our brains. Hey, you know what? YOLO? Okay, I got YORO, okay? You only retire once, okay? Oh, bada bing, bada boom. Your, yeah, how about that? <laughs> That's actually really good. I'm in the YORO generation. You guys are in the YOLO generation. It's only, true. It really is. Uh, you're very and my parents, correct. my parents were off the charts. They were a, uh, you know, they like are they're on the euro, <laughs> euro on steroids uh, generation. You know, yeah, we can't spend that. Uh, you know, we got to get powdered milk because, uh, you know, milk just went up ten cents a gallon. You know, those those type people. So and and then, but they're those type people. <laughs> we still love them. Oh, but, of course. Um, I think that's what ha- has helped us learn about savings the right way of savings and then the way where you know you you don't get to enjoy it or your 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 money doesn't work for you too right like you also want your money to work for you Mm -hmm. and make you money right and i think bill bennett had a book it was years ago on uh, and i can't remember the name of the book but it was um it was really great but he talked about how every generation is more successful than the one prior you know and look what our parents my parents went through not your parents because i'm your parent right right? right. you know and i could be your parent jenna but my parents what they went through and what their parents went through i mean tough tough times okay and they saved and saved and saved and you know what they left it to somebody and and those people those beneficiaries typically children were enriched you know but you and, and but you've gone through hard times too i mean just think about the past um 15 years when we think about finances the economy just mm-hmm. think about the past 15 months right right mm-hmm. um, how about the last four months yeah it's yeah. Uh, incredible uh, so i feel like especially and i say your generation with the utmost respect having to navigate through so many different financial crises and right and then um the changes with the economy I, I think it's really it would be what I'm trying to go back to with my original question and yeah. it's like what's a good time when's the best time to start saving for retirement which is the earlier the better as soon as you can and we need to have more resources it would be excellent to have this inside yes. of our schools just to help kids get a better understanding that it's not boring it's not somebody trying to control you it's this is here to help you understand right. that one day you're going to go Oh, dang it. I wish I would have saved. Right. 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 
I wish I would have invested, right? We meet with a lot of people, a lot of people that make very strong income, and they haven't done a a great job of saving. Um, You know, we met with somebody recently who has very strong income, but has has family that has so many problems and so many so many issues that you know a lot of things. you know, somebody's got to step forward. There's that person. And, and at the same time, these, you know, there's generous people. But, you know, for one reason or another, you know, and it doesn't mean you've spent everything or you've lived lavishly. There are a lot of reasons that you haven't been able to save. You know, lots of kids, lots of dependents, you know, parents that need uh, financial support. So there's so many things that, uh, that will drain, you know, that piggy bank we're talking about. But, the earlier you can save, the better. I've got I've got a friend. Um, he's uh, he's certainly got the formula. Um, he as soon as his kids started making money, sixteen years old, fifteen years old, if yeah. they if they had a job, you know, where they could you know wiggle into, and and when whenever they had some summer income, um, you know, because of course the kids went to school, whenever they had summer income and they made a couple thousand bucks. He would make a contribution or have those kids make a matching contribution to a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. And you can do that. You don't have to be 18 years old, 21 years old to make a contribution to a Roth That's IRA. cool. Everybody knows how much we love Roth IRAs. But what do you have to have? I know you have it tattooed on your arm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got William Roth. I've got a, I've got a picture of William Roth and his St. Bernard uh, tattooed. Yeah, Katie's got a St. Bernard. Yep. Maybe she's got a little William Roth in her. Uh, (laughs) The great senator from Delaware who started the Roth IRA. Okay, so Roth IRAs, what is the the problem with Roth IRAs? What is the problem, Katie? There's only so much you can save each year. Yeah. The problem is getting the money in there. It's not easy. And so, you know, we try and, uh, you know, you have these. and, And guess what happens? Once you earn a lot of income, the traditional contributions mean more because you get the tax break. You know, you get the tax deduction for making the contribution to the traditional IRA versus the Roth IRA. And of course, we're talking about talking about outside an employer's qualified plan. But truly, the difficult part is getting money inside the Roth IRA. Mm -hmm. And the one thing you have to have, you have to have a job, you have to have earned income or you can't put a penny in there. So once these kids are earning income, I don't care if it's a thousand, three thousand dollars, or five thousand dollars, um, start making those contributions. I should I should say down in the hundreds, but if you have verifiable income, and no matter your age, you can make a Roth Roth IRA contribution. But I talked about my friend who has the formula. He's got the formula. All right, we're going to the news with Mark Jacobs. Take it away. Oh my gosh! You got to stand up behind that monitor. I also like the Roth IRA. Um, we have a death investigation underway in Escambia County. Right now, just one. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. What? Can you just go?
we got the savers disease, right? Ooh. Okay, we had a spirit. Burn. We had a spirited conversation during the break there. We did, and Sorry. you know, we sit there and we say, I, "I'm just sitting here saying, cut it off, save this for when we go back on the air." And so Katie makes the comment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's actually a great discussion between Jenna, our host, and Katie, Me. our wealth advisor. Okay, now. You mentioned the word intimidation, okay, and and uh, how people are afraid of the word retirement, okay. Yeah. You, yeah. you want you'd rather couch Why it as savings. Why are they afraid of retirement? Well, not you know. Okay, you got to save for retirement. You got to you got to save. Which to we're save. going through all the ages for right. saving for retirement. That's right. right. That's right. And how much money we 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 ha- we should have and walking through that. But you mentioned I I said when should we start. And Katie, we're not too far apart in age. Mm-mm. People around our age in their early, mid 30s, they don't like to talk about retirement. Right. It like bugs. There's yeah, something us. there's something very final and irrevocable about making a contribution to and your qualified. Sometimes well, people are in our generation. They don't like oh, they don't like saving into retirement but accounts. People in your generation, and you know, there's there's pretty good documentation saying that Social Security will run out by the year 2034, 2036, 2038, whatever you want to choose. Now, I can tell you, if you paid into something, you're going to get it, okay? You know, the, you know, this, you know, our, the United States government has unlimited, you know, they, they can tax, okay? They can print money. It's not, you know, it's it's not going away. You know, I say that, you know, I can't give that to anyone right. in writing, and it's not worth anything in writing from me, right? But uh, but if you really believe that, you know, people your age, that Social Security isn't going to be around, then that's all the more reason to save for retirement. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You're going to live longer. You know, do you think inflation is here now? Yeah. Like never before, like probably, like never before in your all's lifetime. Have you seen inflation like this, right? Oh, it's bananas. It is. <laughs> it is bananas. It's uh And it's a nicer gasoline. word. Yeah. What was my rule number one when we started out the show? And that's why. Because if inflation comes up, it could right. trigger, you know, a, another heated discussion. Yes. But So let me give you a good answer on when you should start saving for retirement. When you are living by, you know, a certain code, you know, and you're your your earnings are meeting your expenses you need to have a program of some sort where you're taking your savings and saving for retirement and you know i mentioned my friend you know contributing to a roth ira for children that are 16 years old yeah that's great and do that if you can but uh for yourself and saving for retirement i would say when you land that first job that where you have disposable income Mm -hmm. when it's more than you're spending or need to spend. How's that for an answer? Okay. Yeah. I like it. The sooner the better. The sooner the better. And don't be afraid of the word Backward retirement. Yeah, don't be afraid of the word retirement. Right. Yeah. I see it as savings. Yes. I wish they would call how, all retirement accounts how often do savings we, yeah. accounts. <laughs> well, so, well, a lot of them yeah. do. Saving investment plans, a lot of them do. Um, a lot of the big, I wish they'd do away with the word retirement. It, it's really just savings. Yeah. And I see savings almost like I see taxes. I think you should save just like you pay tax. Well, I love hearing, 
hearing uh, from both of your perspective, which is very similar, you know? You should, and it might be even from Dave Ramsey, where he says, pay yourself first. Right. Yes. You have to pay the government. You have to, you know, you have to. So that's where I have an issue because, like, once you hit 50, right, because that's the first age you hit, and we're going to try to get cramp through all the rest of them unless we do a two-part episode. No, no, no. We're going to get through this. You don't want to wait till 50 to start work, focusing on these things no. because then you'll start stressing yourself out and you're going to shorten your life. Right. And putting time on your side is huge when it comes to saving. You know, that's what you all have. You all have time. The I don't. The younger you start, the less you have to save and to, rem- to arrive at the same amount that's right. of savings. And neither does somebody that is 50. And that's why we have the catch-up contributions, okay? Yeah, you wait till age 50. You're going to have to play catch-up very hard. That's right. (laughs) It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be catch-up time. Mm -hmm. All right. And I don't mean the red sauce that goes with mustard. Not a fan of ketchup. Okay. All right. Catch-up. Catch-up. All right. So (laughs) what is is the age of catch-up contributions? We're going to, we're just going to blow through these real quickly. Age. Um, Age 50. 50. Sorry. At age 50. Gosh, you're going all the way back. At age 50. Yes. We've that's got when that. that's We're, when we can do the catch up contributions. We talked about fifty five and the rule of fifty five, not important to everyone, but if it affects you, it certainly it's important. Age fifty nine and a half, permissible um, distributions from qualified or retirement plans or your personal traditional IRAs. Um, okay, the next age is age well, I'm gonna it's age sixty two, okay? And that's the earliest you can take Social Security. Now, I've got to throw in a little asterisk here. If you are a widow or widower who, you know, you you can actually start receiving Social Security benefits at age 60. And, um, you know, we're going to not spend a great deal of time on that. But certainly if you're a widow or widower, be aware of that. But age 62 is the earliest you can start taking Social Security based on age okay i'm not talking about disability or anything else um the next age this is an age that's really outside of the financial realm but it affects our finances age 65 can you guys share with me what happens at age 65 what's what's the big trigger event there Medicare. Medicare. That's when you become eligible for Medicare. So 65 is a very important age. We have a show usually once or twice a year exclusively on Medicare. Uh, Medicare is very important. We're not going to talk about it this show, but that's when you really that's when you really no longer have to rely on your employer's medical benefits or perhaps going out on the open market if you're not employed leading up to age 65. But when you're about age 64 and a half, your mailbox is going to get flooded with all sorts of things about, you know, Medicare and rolling in Medicare and what's the best Medicare plan for you. Uh, so if you're approaching age 65, be aware of that. The next the next uh, milestone age is age. Uh, this is a one or the other age too, or one of several others. It's either, either age 66 and 66 in a couple months or age 67. And that is when you are considered FRA. What does FRA stand for, Katie? Full retirement age. That is exactly right. <laughs> and I use that I use that acronym too often. I don't say, I, I was like, oh my gosh, you're FRA. And they're looking at me, yeah, what, 
What does that mean? Full retirement age. And that's an important milestone. Yeah. Um, that is, uh, I always I always share with our clients, there is maybe three set of circumstances where you may choose to take uh, your Social Security benefits before FRA, full retirement age. Um, first and foremost, if, uh, you know, if you're single, if you're single, you may want to consider doing that if you're not, um, if you don't have a uh, spouse. Another um, another reason you may choose to take uh, Social Security benefits before full retirement age is if you are terminally ill, suffering from an illness, or for one reason or another just may not make it, may, may not be living a full life. Really, if you need to. It, it, well, that's to. the third reason. Oh. The third reason is if you absolutely have to have the money, mm -hmm. of course, trigger your um, Social Security benefits because... At age 62 is when you become eligible. And if you really, really need the money, and maybe I should lead with that, if you really need the money, go ahead and activate it. But give it, give it, uh, and so, uh, you know, the, the, and any of those, any of those one or all three, certainly go ahead and activate it, right? Right. Is full retirement age, is that always, is that the ideal time to take? Absolutely. Okay. And we could spend a whole show on the reasons Not why. Not after. No, after after is very prudent, and uh, there are some circumstances where, um, you know, say there's a big gap in age between um, uh, husband and wife. And because each year you wait, there's about an eight percent increase in your benefits. So it's it always behooves you to wait, and uh, you know if you can, because where else are you going to get an eight an eight percent raise every year? Right. Now, it's an 8% raise, but remember, for every year you you wait, you're getting zero, okay? Yeah, and so I, you have but to I know that I've heard you sometimes where people are waiting after their full retirement age, and it's not always the best, the best case. It may not be the best case. It may not be the best case because um, we get this question a lot. What if I activate my Social Security benefits and I put all of the money because I don't need it into a um, a growth fund okay I put it in a um, um, you know a large cap growth fund I take every penny that I get in Social Security and I'm gonna make uh, 15 20 percent a year and I'm gonna laugh all the way to the bank okay you just can't say that and mm -hmm. you certainly can't advise that okay because it's it's money and that when you activate it, remember, for every year you wait, it's an 8% increase. That's huge. That's absolutely huge. But okay. also for every, or for people who are, they never need it. They're just going to wait until the the uh, oldest they can take it. I would say in most cases, that is true. They also lose a year of it. And the reason you would not, if you're single, you may not choose right. to do that. If you have a, um, I don't know, a genetic condition in your bloodlines, in your family, if you're terminally ill, or uh, or if you just got to have the money. Uh, those are the reasons you may want to consider taking it earlier as opposed to later. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I will share this. If you plan to work, if you plan to work um, through full retirement age, which is either age 66, 66 in a couple of months, or age 67. And by the way, if you were born after 19, 
60. If you were born after the year 1960, FRA, full retirement age, is 67. But, um, yeah, it, you know, it really depends. And every, every case is unique. Actually, mm -hmm. we're having a lunch and learn at our office. And the first, um, what do you call it, the first... Lunch of the first episode yeah. <laughs> that we're having in May is on Social Security. And gosh, it's a, it's a very complicated topic. Um, but again, age 66, age 66, and, and either 2, 4, 6, 8, 10 months, or age 67 is your full retirement age, if you are listening. Um, what's the next age? Age 70. Age 70. That is the last... Uh, that is the the end of the line. That is when you have to turn on your Social Security benefits. Again, you don't have to, but you are not going to get any more money by waiting. So 70 is the maximum age or the, the latest you can wait to turn on your Social Security benefits. Okay. Um, gosh, we got through those pretty quickly. Yeah, and we, we have did. one more. We have one more. And there's a bit of a cliffhanger here. Remember I talked about? The Secure Act 2.0, mm -hmm. and how there were some changes taking place, and I know our listeners are are on the edge of their seat because they want to know about this. But age 72, of course, is what we call RMD age, required minimum distribution age. If you have reached age 72, and of course it used to be 70 and a half pre Secure Act, you have to start drawing down your required minimum distributions from your qualified plan money or your personal IRAs. Um, hey, real important to point out, what does not have required minimum distributions? What type of retirement account? Think tattoo. Genesis. Think tattoo. <laughs> Roth IRAs. Roth IRAs. Roth IRAs. There are no required minimum distributions. If it is, if you are the owner, if you are the person that contributed to the Roth IRA, there are no RMDs. That's a beautiful thing. That's another reason I love this account. Okay. Are we ready for the cliffhanger? All right. Age 72 is the RMD age. Now, according to the Secure Act 2.0, and this is going to become law, and it'll probably become law this year, but according to the, to the Secure Act 2.0, starting next year, okay, what is that? Couple, not a couple months, but, you know, mm -hmm. right around the corner. Um, RMD age is going to be 73, so they're going to add a year. So if you're 71 right now, and you're thinking next year I got to start taking my RMDs. Um, not so fast, okay? As Lee Corso says, not mm -hmm. so fast, um, my friend. I'm sorry, not so fast, my friend. Um, you're going to probably be able to wait until age 73, and that would be the year after next. So uh, we get a, we get a lot of calls, and people are 70, 71. They say, hey, next year. I've got to take my RMD. I want to get geared up for that. How are we going to do it? Are we going to take it out of this pot, this pot? You know, how, how do you think we should do it? And and we tell them, you know, let's, uh, you know, we're going to revisit that at the end of the year. But we think that the RMD age may be going up and probably is. Um, a little more to the Secure Act 2.0. 
These are the other recommended or proposed increases to the RMD age. Age 73 in the year 2023, which is just next year, right around the corner, and age 74 starting in the year 2030, okay? Seven and a half years from now. So that's a pretty long time. It goes up to 75 in the year 2033. So very slow mm -hmm. increases. But think about this. Yeah, uh, let's see. A year and a half ago, the RMD age was 70 and a half. Right. In about six or seven months, it's probably going to be 73. So that's a pretty pretty big increase in age. Anyway, um, I wanted to share that, that. You know, speaking of the SECURE Act 2.0, there are some other things, that, some some really beautiful things that uh, that Bill is proposing. And one of them is automatic enrollment in an employer's uh qualified plan you know you know typically a 401k and the laws deal with you know let's say a youngster you know takes a job it's their first job out of college or, or let's say they're um let's say they're younger you know they're um let's say they're 18 years old but they're taking a full-time job they would be automatically enrolled in their employer's 401k and you know, I just don't think that a lot of, uh, well, certainly a lot of places you kids have been, you know, and a lot of people I know have been to, you know, employers, and it, there was really no sense of urgency or nobody, you know, really. Uh, a lot um, of times you just don't even you. know. You don't that know. You're, you know, you were supposed to check that box to start saving. Right. So this makes you have to opt out yes, rather than yeah. opt in and i had a conversation with this and that, that that's like they, they were saying well that sounds very socialist you know you're automatically enrolled you can opt out right. but you're going to be automatically enrolled that that's what it's going to default to you don't nobody is saying you have to contribute okay and but you start you start working you automatically start saving you have to opt out if you don't want to save for retirement. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So the other thing it does is, so if it throws you into um, the, your employer's 401k, then uh, how's the money invested? And they would use a formulary that, of course, takes into account your age. You know, your age is going to be the biggest driver of that. And if you're 20 years old, yeah, they're probably going to choose a... Uh, 2065 target retirement date fund or you know or something along those lines mm -hmm. but um, I think it's a good thing because how many people out there you know do we see do we know do we talk to where their employer has this qualified plan or let's say a 401k they're not contributing to it because they think it's some big rigmarole they have to go through mm -hmm. and they've just got to click a box you know right on uh on a website so anyway i like that um it's also going to increase um catch-up contributions for other types of iras we talked about traditionals we talked about uh roth iras and we talked about 401ks 403bs uh, that are provided by your employer but other plans are going to also increase like simple iras um uh, SEP IRAs, SEP. yeah. So you know, this, it should be law soon. I I don't have a lot of other details about this, 
but um, um, it did pass the House and now goes to the Senate. And, of course, the Senate has their own version of the bill that they'd like to have, you know, that they and, that, and other provisions that they would like to have incorporated into SECURE Act 2.0. But, you know, it's interesting also that they're calling it SECURE Act 2.0. Does anybody know what SECURE Act where, how did they get the ac ac acronym SECURE? I don't know. It is, let's see, every community, I don't know, S securing oh. every community a strong retirement or something like I I can't remember exactly what it is. But it's all about retirement and being able to save for retirement and enabling people to retire to say for retirement. So the word secure is an acronym. It is. It wow. is. It's kind of a loose acronym. And gosh, you know, you guys are usually, you know, Googling things right now. All right. Dang it, All I'm right. Just you know, it's kind of like, guess on my own. yeah, it's, <laughs> what does it stand for? What does it stand for? I should know that, but it's, uh, setting every community up, up for, for retirement, retirement enhancement. Yes. <laughs> Setting, da, da, setting da, every da, community da, da. up for retirement. <laughs> it, you know, talk about the cliffhanger. There it was. There it was. Uh, I don't know why I, didn't I was know like, that. God bless I America. thought it had something to do with Social Security. <laughs> well, you know, if, it, if you can make an acronym out of something that, you know, is positive, why not? Yep. Why not? I like it. FRA. FRA, right? <laughs> Full <laughs> retirement age. <laughs> Do you think that's going to be a seminal day in my, oh. you know, when I turn 67, that's, that's oh an important day. Oh my goodness, that's that was an important too day. good. All right. Is this show a wrap? That was awesome. You did great. All right. Listen, thank you, everyone. Call our office if you'd like to talk to us in person. The number is 850-437-3127. Everybody have a great week, and we will talk with you next week. Bye-bye.